up the corner. Right, hello everyone, welcome to the Libera Live. It is me, your host Kenny. I'm joined. We are live as well. Uh, I'm joined today by Zach for our Libera Live Saturday morning show. Zach, how are you, my friend? Not too bad, Kenny. There's going to be a few more of us today. Uh, but Dan, I think you're probably hungover, still in bed somewhere. So Dan, if you are, so come and say hello on the chat. Of course, you can speak to us throughout our show. We are live on YouTube, on Twitch and on Facebook come and say hello to us in the group chat we are going to be talking Champions League Europa League Europa Conference and nice. maybe oh yeah, what is that you're, 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 you're being a Spurs fan you will find out very quickly yeah. <laughs> in the next yeah. few weeks what that's all about we will also maybe do a little smidgen of a talk about a certain footballer returning to the Premier League which has happened in the last 24 hours but we'll just maybe bring that up in our Champions League chat yeah maybe well. of course then going to our usual Saturday watch along this week we're going to bring you Man City against Arsenal which should be a fairly decent game live from the Etihad at half past 12 GMT or BST whatever we're in now GMT GMT um, so we'll make a start then Zach we'll talk Champions League of course if you are listening to us on the podcast please do subscribe and if you are watching us subscribe on YouTube Facebook or on Twitch come say hello uh, we don't bite too much it'll be nice to get some feedback onto how we're doing give us a five star review if you can as well but we will talk as I said Champions League we'll begin with what happened the draws who we think is going to win the Champions League draw of course took place on Thursday in the host city of Istanbul which will be taking their so man so your money's already on Liverpool well I wasn't going to mention it you mentioned it first of course the last final held in Istanbul was the um, Liverpool AC Milan Istanbul Miracle um, which I may or may not mention because obviously we drew them in our group as well Um, so there are some similarities there for this year Um, they also drew the UEFA Players of the Year in in their various positions we'll chat about them Um, and the Europa League draw was on Friday alongside the UEFA Conference draw so for those who are unaware about how the UEFA Conference works it's a new tertiary UEFA competition this year behind the Europa League and of course behind the Champions League Zach Spurs are in it you can't say you're massively excited about this new competition but it could be a chance to blood the blood the youth in yeah Yeah, I I would hope that's how they're going to use it it would be embarrassing to see them put out first team and then get beat by (laughs) Pacos like you did in the qualifier yeah be interesting it's on Thursday nights I think is it on Thursday nights it is on Thursday nights so you're still going to have your Sundays on something like Premier Sports I would imagine another subscription you have to pay for well (laughs) should be painful I will I will uh, I'll read the minute by minute BBC updates on these matches (laughs) I think yeah so for those who are unaware it's constituting of uh, 181 teams I mean if we win a game on Sunday our five I think we probably qualify for it as well the way it's going they're letting everybody into Europe this year we know at the minute that all 55 associations are going to be taking part so and it's almost like there's been some kind of global catastrophe and UEFA has lost a load of money it, it, do you know what it, it does sound it, it feels like that like they are trying to get some sort of money back and I didn't realise I was looking through some of the groups earlier and we'll, we'll chat about the groups that there are some big teams in it as well as obviously Spurs with teams that have not maybe done so well as they expected in their domestic groups, uh, the domestic leagues. It's going to be a similar layout to the Europa League. It's quite very confusing from what I read. It's champions paths and things like this. And I think that basically means teams dropping out of the Europa League into it. But um, every UEFA member will be represented apart 
for maybe Spain because of the way that Villarreal won the Europa League and then also qualified for the I think they finished fifth so they took a Europa Cup place the Europa League place as well as winning it and going into the Champions League so depending on how that they work that one out and um, depends on this there'll be another Spanish team in there. but we will of course start with the Champions League the premier European competition there was a decent couple of draws in there some decent groups anything that picked your eye just off the top oh, of your head I'm I, I'm learning this for the first time so you will <laughs> get my reaction to these groups in real time because the only one I've seen is Liverpool Liverpool's group ok so group A then was Man City PSG and we'll just fire them up on the screen for those who are watching us on on YouTube got Man City PSG Leipzig and Club Bruges now obviously the standout one the standout tie is going to be City PSG um, so City fans fear not Lionel Messi will be at the Etihad this season but unfortunately not <laughs> so will Cristiano Ronaldo so will Cristiano Ronaldo yeah <laughs> they're not playing for Man City though, unfortunately um, so we'll do a little blow by blow team by team game I'm calling this the group of flexible morals being Man City PSG and Leipzig yeah um, I don't think there'll be no love loss for any team any fans of uh, Bayern Munich if Leipzig don't qualify from this group probably or not. any German fans no um, you've spent time in Germany you know sort of the, the feeling of German support towards RB Leipzig yeah well it's it is just not not the done thing is it it's not quite cricket not in Germany no to behave this way but then that's why the league has two big players and everyone else struggles. I mean, we've watched the Bundesliga. We did. In yep. the early days when it was the only football that we could watch. And that standard outside of those top teams is not great. No, I remember we watched various teams. I think Mönchengladbach, I think we were really disappointed. I think they finished fourth that season's weren't particularly impressive um, even teams like Leverkusen probably helped by the fact that Kai Havertz was there well that was that was the standout performance wasn't it yeah so uh, I mean and you can see how he struggled in the Premier League scored Champions League winning goal <laughs> in the final against the Premier League team but the so Man City again lost that final last year um, is it Pep's come out this week and said I'm not going to renew my contract or he's insinuating that he's not going to renew his contract at the end of 2023 so the season after next and he's interested in international management is it for Man City the question has it always been Europe or bust they want that trophy don't they well I mean we will we will come on to this when we discuss Man City later mm. I for me Guardiola is something of a naked emperor and he has been since he left Barcelona because mm. he wasn't popular at Bayern Munich no no and City basically built a club and gave him a blank checkbook to become to turn Manchester City into the dominant European football team mm. and he hasn't and done he it he hasn't done it in this is his fourth not only has he not only has he not done it but on every occasion when he has been close to doing it he is who he is what has cost Man City yeah I mean, the key one for me was, was the Leon game. Not just the Leon game, 
the Tottenham game. Yeah. You're 1-0 down going into your home leg. You score early goals and you f- then fail to lock out your opponents mm. to the point where you then go on and lose on away goals. Yeah, via a last-minute VAR decision. The Sterling goal, was that, 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 that one? Yeah, the offside. Yeah. I mean, they have had their fair share of bad luck. With, well, it's not bad luck with VAR because it's the right decision at yeah. the end of it. Um, they will come up, as I said, we'll speak a bit more about Man City and our build-up to the, the Man City-Arsenal game. They play PSG, that's a highlight in itself. Qatar versus Abu Dhabi. Um, PSG were in pot two on the basis they couldn't win the French League last year. <laughs> Unbelievably lost out to the Lille. Um, but have they had the best transfer window in Europe with Messi, Ramos, Hakimi, Wijnaldum and Donnarumma? Probably, yeah. Because they, to me, strike me as winners. Maybe with the exception of, well, I say that did Hakimi, Hakimi did win the, the, the Serie A last year with, with Inter. Only he was bought in for money, about 50, 60 million euro or pounds. Is this the best chance they've ever had to win the Champions League? I would say so. I mean, their closest, if you want to consider Man City their closest rivals, which is probably the case with the bookies, I haven't checked yet. Well, yeah, we'll go on to the I can't yeah, see yeah. that there are going to be many teams that are closer than those two. They are both first and second favourites. And if Manchester City now, by most metrics, have had a poor transfer window. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that they now have an issue at left-back that they didn't have at the start of the week. Yep. Very true. Obviously, we can't um, really talk about that one, but yeah. The full-backs are a problem area for Man City. Things weren't as rosy as they were at the start of the week. No. I think. And I don't think they've been as rosy in the last 48 hours. <laughs> no. Maybe for Man City. I... I We'll talk more about them and their transfer strategy later. Yeah. Um, but certainly, on paper, as much as it pains me to say it, PSG would be the pick, wouldn't they? Yeah, especially with Messi. Especially with Donnarumma. Yeah. I think yeah. having one of the two best goalkeepers in the world probably is going to make a hell of a difference to that side. Yeah, be interesting to see how he copes with not having to face saying he doesn't have to face many shots playing for Italy because they defend so well as we saw in the Euros unfortunately he reminds me very much he's in that top bracket of goalkeepers definitely the way that he sprawls himself he doesn't commit himself he sprawls we see that of Alisson we see it of Edison in particular uh, Alisson certainly more than Edison um, you, you'd pick those two though to qualify from that group fairly comfortably you would yeah you would expect so comfortably uh, Leipzig as we said they finished second in the Bundesliga behind uh, Bayern Munich but Nagelschmann's gone to Bayern uh, Upper Meccano's gone it's just a bit too much for them isn't it now I think to I don't watch them enough to be able to say oh they've got X, Y and Z coming through because I'm sure they've got players in that pipeline that are coming through through the stable yeah. of Red Bull yeah of course they do but again probably a healthy proportion of those players are going to take time to adjust. Yeah. Especially if they come from Salzburg, which is the Austrian Bundesliga, up into the Bundesliga. Bundesliga, sorry. Uh, we then got Club Rouge, unfortunately. Or well, fortunately for them, they get to see Lionel Messi. 
and all these superstars yeah. come to the stadium. They won the uh, Belgian League, the Juniper League. Juniper League, not Juniper. Uh, they've got Bastos playing for them, for those who may remember him, ex-Frankfurt and Sport in Lisbon. Um, and FM legend on one year. Got really good on FM one year. Uh, and Simon Mingle, ex-Liverpool goalkeeper, is also there. Uh, so we've got the Group B, which some people have been calling the Group of Death. Um, Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, AC Milan. Huge names, all four of those, in European football. We'll start with Atletico Madrid, part one, Spanish champions. Revitalised with Luis Suarez last year. Arguably transfer of the summer, of the season last year. 21 goals in La Liga. 5 million quid off of the back of the fact that Barcelona couldn't afford to pay the tab anymore yeah obviously difficult difficult team to beat but did last year go out quite softly to Chelsea 3-0 on aggregate didn't really um, trouble them over over the two legs but having a full Metro Wanda Metropolitan Stadium will for them be a huge benefit I've been there myself went there to Liverpool game two seasons ago now and it is intimidating it is loud and all they do is whistle for 19 minutes it's very disorientated <laughs> even sat there how far can Simeone now take he's taken really far won another league title yeah can they win the Champions League uh, would you think that he can set them up to win the Champions League they got to a final with him and they were only as Ramos over away from winning that final. They might be losing Seoul again, and they're not as effective as Barcelona or Real by the financial crisis in Spain. But they're not; they're struggling themselves. Has he missed the chance? You think to to win the U- European Cup slash Champions League? I suppose of all the Spanish teams, they would appear to be the strongest. They are, I think, actually the favourite Spanish team to win it. Um, and that can't... You oh, s- not actually. That, strike, I mean, that would strike me as strange. I don't know. In Madrid haven't been... In Madrid have had their backline decimated. Barcelona are in disarray. Yeah. I would probably have them as the Spanish team that I favoured to go the furthest. 25 to 1 to win it. Third fate, third Spanish favourites behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. I mean, that's. I mean, you'll never get Barcelona at 20 to 1 again, ever. No. <laughs> to win a European Cup. Um, they, of course, play Liverpool, who they famously knocked out a couple of years in that two legged tie two years ago. Um, a lot of Twitter gifts and memes going around the Laurenti scoring and celebrating in front of the cop end. Um, we spoke with Liverpool a lot last week during our games. So we're. we're uh, we'll, we'll, we'll flip through them they finished third last year probably unexpected after all the injuries they had um, do you think they qualify out the group with Porto and AC Milan comfortably yeah comfortably AC Milan are not the AC Milan that qualified for the Champions League no they've lost really the key man in their squad to PSG yep Yep, Don Room's gone, yep. And the difference that a quality goalkeeper makes is enormous. Mm. They did finish second in Syria behind cross 
City rivals Inter. It's the first time they've been in the Champions League since 2013-14. That garish gold kit, that third kit they had. Mm-hmm. Balotelli, Kaka was still there when they were last in the Champions yeah, League. I mean, this is not the AC Milan team that qualified. I, I don't see... I don't see them as a particular threat. And Porto, I mean, let's not underestimate the quality of Portuguese teams like Porto and yeah. Pacos de Ferreira. <laughs> Difficult away day, Portugal. Difficult away day. <laughs> that subtropical climate. Yeah. I mean, say so Milan, so they, they've brought in three, they've brought in eight new players. Oh, some complete overhaul. Tonelli's come in highly rated from Brescia. I think FM won the kid. Yeah. Uh, they've shopped in the Premier League. Giroud, Tamori, we've gone across. And again, Porto. They knocked out Juve last year. So they can be dangerous, I think. But some difficult away days there, Liverpool. Madrid away, Porto away, AC Milan away. The full stadiums. The, be the, point of these, the point of these group stages is to separate the wheat from the chaff. And I yeah. would imagine that you might have a difficult away day in Portugal but over the course of the remaining games the two favourites from that group should rise to the top yeah I mean, and it should be relatively easy mm. so we go from the group of death to a group that's probably not this is group C probably not the on paper again some big names Sporting Lisbon Dortmund Ajax and Besiktas so a lot of sort of tier two European clubs there, potentially up Dortmund, up there, that tier one, Sporting Lisbon, Ajax. Sporting Lisbon, Portuguese champions, as you, as you said, they, Portugal's a difficult away day. They managed to win, they are the best team in Portugal. Yeah. Uh, first Portuguese league win in 19 years. So congratulations to Sporting Lisbon. Back in the Champions League for the first time since 1718, where they finished third behind Barca and Juve in their group. They are joined by Dortmund, disappointing third in the Bundesliga, but of course have got arguably the best young striker in Europe in Erling Haaland. At the moment, <laughs> this could change between now and the next three hour, three days, 12 hours, 7 minutes and 12 seconds in the transfer window. Sky Sports News tells me on in the background. Um, I don't think it'll go between now and the end of the transfer window, considering Lukaku's moved, Messi's gone, Ronaldo's gone, Mbappe potentially could be going to Real Madrid. Um, so they'll probably keep holding for another year. The player I'm really interested in looking at this year in more detail is Jude Bellingham at Dortmund. His statistics were phenomenal last year. Yeah, for a 17-year-old. And he looked good in the Euros when he came on. I mean, he only played a few minutes, but here and there... There's there's obviously a reason that whoever surrounds him is so confident in his ability that they've looked to turn like retire the seventeen shirt at Birmingham <laughs> and turn him into a brand. Yeah, there's ob- yeah yeah good point. Yeah, forgot about that. He he is. In England are really fortunate in that that midfield can potentially be fantastic. But you, you have some players in there that could realistically be in with a shout of winning the Ballon d'Or. 
if yeah. if they continue on their trajectory. Of yeah, in, in 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 the right the right team. Yeah, Grealish, Foden, and not Grealish, Foden certainly. Declan Rice, we need to put in that bracket Declan after Rice. his performance in the two thousand in the Euro final. Yeah, and um, Bellingham's the youngest of them all. Yeah, got a, got a long way to go. His career. It'd be interesting to see him in the Champions League. We then have Ajax, who always win the league. Um, won it by 16 points last year. They've not hit the heights since the semi-final run. Mm-hmm. Obviously, their squad was decimated after that. Um, and the players who did stay and then left a year and don't get games where they've gone to. Donny van der Beek, for example. They've got Onana's out for still serving a drugs ban. Um, you probably can't see him getting out of that group. They finished third last year behind Liverpool and Atlanta. Nice. And then they're, they're propped up in the group. Propped up, sorry, a bit disrespectful to Besiktas. They won the league on head-to-head points over Galatasaray last year. So in the two games they play, basically whoever wins gets on that game. They drew on, they drew on points. Um, that's going to be a difficult away game. Turkish, Turkish teams away are notoriously difficult away trips for anybody. Uh, but what's the, what is the situation across the rest of Europe? How many stadiums are currently full? Well, that's a good point. I mean, Tur- Turkey and England are on the red list at the minute, so we can't travel. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that fits in considering they do border obviously the the, the border the European borders on, on there as well so I'm not entirely sure how that would work um, they I have, have no idea I mean if the stadiums are full yeah it's going to be uncomfortable but yeah if they're not if they're not it's a free hit for anyone who goes there um, they have got uh, Bashwai in on loan and uh, oh, well, that's a game changer for them isn't it well Premier League experience probably the upper limit of who they could sign with regards to probably wages um, and they've got the lesser known Atashira the one who was going to go to Liverpool a few years back but then decided for some reason to go to China, China and play football yeah that's a <laughs> um, another football manager legend yes ex-Shakhtar um, binding goals left right at centre from um, he's there I don't know how his how his trip to uh China for three years worked out but I don't think it worked out very well it obviously did for his bank account uh, but he was ex-Shakhtar who nice little segue into Group D where Shakhtar actually are Shakhtar are in Group D with Real Madrid Inter Milan and Sharif um, Inter Milan Italian champions last season for the first time it seems like it wasn't Juventus for the, for the first time in nine years um they have disintegrated though however since winning the Scudetto Conte's gone Lukaku's gone Hakimi's gone they are in financial disarray with selling holdings yeah they've bought in Zeka they've bought in Kalhoglu and Simeone and Zaghi's now in charge they've started the season off fairly well I think they've won a few games at the start of the season but to go all the way in European competition now Again, they're not the Inter that won the league. And and they're also in the situation where they're going to be playing against all the players that they have sold. Mm -hmm. Or at least the players that they've sold are going to be playing as as rivals in the Champions League. This is just the same reason I don't see Barcelona or Real Madrid doing well. These are teams that have just lost their best players if not their best players and certainly the consistent ones yeah I mean Real Madrid are in that bracket and they're in that same group so third last season and they pinched Ancelotti from Everton 
um, for his return to the Bernabeu they've lost Ramos and Varane your two starters yeah. in the halves I mean Ra- even if Ramos's power is kind of waning losing Varane is massive suicide 40 odd million quid as well it wasn't, it wasn't a, a record it wasn't 80 million 90 million pounds this has to be a, a wages it must be exercise. but then when you look on that on the flip side you think that they're looking at Mbappe for 170 million euros yeah I think it's madness that's a game changer if he comes in for me for Real Madrid that puts him I don't, back up I don't think so I mean there's only so many goals Mbappe can score yeah, yeah. true and I suppose if you are letting them in at the other end <laughs> yeah I mean you know with the greatest of respect you went through this with Liverpool when Suarez left yeah you had just the I mean you have had fantastic forward players for a long time whether you're talking about Torres mm. Suarez now the front three that you've got but you didn't win anything until you sorted out your fucking defence yeah yeah got Van Dijk in. and Alisson and Robertson and Robertson yeah and that uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be I mean you expect Inter and Real to qualify from that group still we've got Shakhtar they finished second in the Ukrainian league behind Dino Kiev who we'll speak about later on they spent 40 million in the chance window uh, they shopped in Brazil again uh, Pedrino and Marlon for those who are unaware of Shakhtar's sort of pedigree with Brazilian players they do tend to bring a lot of them in and a lot of players that made very good career start for Shakhtar William Fernandinho um, Alex Teixeira who we mentioned and there's countless others that have popped out of my head at the minute they beat Real Madrid twice last year in the group stages again albeit empty grounds in Real Madrid's reserve stadium but the team I want to talk about in Group D, Sharif, first ever Moldovian team to ever qualify. And fair play, any if there are by any are there any Moldovan fans or Sharif fans watching us, and the slight chance they might be all listening to us, congratulations! First time yeah. in, I think nineteen attempts they tried to qualify, and they had to qualify through all four rounds, and they beat some established names on the way through. Red Star Belgrade, they knocked out in the third qualifying round, and then they beat Dynamo Zagreb in the fourth qualifying run which included a 3-0 win against Zagreb fairy tale stuff I mean they're going to be the whipping boys of the group you'd imagine what a but at least they're going to get to see hopefully if Moldovan fans can get into those grounds yes be able to see unbelievable stuff I think about 2001 (laughs) to win the Champions League which which, as you know is less the odds that Leicester won the Premier League when they did so I'm not saying put your mortgage on it guys hashtag bet responsibly and all that um Group E, though, if we, we'll flick up the groups, the second half of the groups. Hopefully, we won't go um, quiet now. Group E, yeah, there we go. For those who are who are watching us, Group E, decent group. All the Bs and Dynamo Kiev, uh, Bayern, Barca, Benfica, and Bynamo. Um, Bayern won the Bundesliga, obviously. A lot of this rests on Lewandowski, doesn't it? Keeping him 48 goals in 40 games last year. The best striker in Europe. Yeah, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. And he's knocking on his early 30s now. How important is he to Bayern Munich? Is that, Where can would you they be that? without his goals? He's actually priceless. He, he might well be for Bayern Munich. There is no price that they would sell him for. Because so much rests on his shoulders. Yeah, unless... Harland. Unless they are looking at Harland, yes. 
which would obviously be the path that Lewandowski trod oh, seven or eight years ago now from Dortmund to... And if, if, as it sounds, he's going to leave next year? Yeah, that's the rumblings that... Is it Rio Rio's his agent? It's not Mendes, is it? It's Rio Rio, yeah. Who apparently has been touting him around for 800 grand a week. If you can get him on a free... And you're Man City? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're PSG and you lose Mbappe... I mean, Neymar, Lewandowski and Messi. <laughs> That's not bad, is it? <laughs> That's a thousand goals a season. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never lose another game, no matter how many goals they let in the other end. Talking about teams that might let goals in the other end, it's Barca. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, just, I've, just, I've just put carnage yeah. <laughs> next, next to them in my notes. Um, and I know there's a lot of fans who, of Barcelona who do, listen, who do watch the show, particularly on Facebook. Um, second in La Liga but that doesn't that does not tell you the story tell you the story of anything obviously Messi's gone who was at fault for that we'll leave I think probably other people to determine for me it was probably the fact the club had been paying him extortionate amounts of money and just been badly run for years and years and years and had a, a horrific transfer policy yeah of spending ludicrous amounts of money on players despite the fact that their greatest success came from blooding young players yeah, the, 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 the La Masia Academy I mean their next great hope now is Pedri who by the way is going to be an absolute player he'll win a Ballon d'Or that is on that is on tape he will win the Ballon d'Or one year he is incredible played 73 games last year for all for Spain yeah. in the Olympics Euros and Barca he's brilliant um, but they're broke yeah they, they, he's not going to be winning and playing for Barca if Barca go bust no if there is not a Barcelona that he can play for um, other, the other two teams in that group who are going to, probably going to struggle uh, Benfica who beat PSV in a qualifier and uh, John from the Chippy if you're listening or watching come on Benfica big Benfica fan yeah. um, finished third though in the Portuguese league tough away day though tough away day as we know um, Stadio de Luz what an amazing stadium that is um, they might struggle. And then Dynamo Kiev, again, not the easiest way. They fly all the way out to the outskirts of Europe um, in the Ukraine. Won the title for the first time in four years. They've got a talented young side. Um, and there is this sort of crop of Ukrainian players coming through at the moment who are who are really um, exciting. And most of them do play for Kiev. Very reminiscent of the Rebrov Shevchenko Kiev side. I, think they got to the, I don't think this team are going to get to the semi-finals like they did, though. But a difficult away day. Um, Group F is Villarreal, Man United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. Do you fancy Young Boys, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I had to put that joke in. I had yeah, to get that yeah, one. Yeah, you've, you've been waiting for that one. I've written it down. I've written it down. Yeah, fancy them. It down. Uh, pot one in that in that group was Villarreal by the fact they won the Europa League. Unai Emery doing the bizzo by beating, ironically, Man United in the mm. final on penalties. Uh, they, however, only finished 7th in La Liga. Now, that may be because they were concentrating on their run to the Europa League. They were very much stick or twist, weren't they? With the, do we go for Champions League or do we try and go via the Champions League through the back door of the, the Europa League? Got Gerard Moreno, 30 goals last year. Um, dangerous, 91. And they got one fourth. 
online. Yeah, um, uh, he's completed full transfer there. He is one of their players now. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got I've put it down online. So he's he's there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on over over at Villarreal. But Unai Emery again. I think they'll get through this group. It'll be tight between them and At- Atalanta. May United obviously now the landscape's changed somewhat since they lost that match yeah they have I mean if PSG have won the European transfer window United have as far as we can tell won the domestic one it's by a long way yeah obviously Ronaldo looks like he's going to join um, subject to a medical Sancho's in Varane's in and Varane a stat I popped up last week was He's played 14 finals, won 14 finals for club and country. Mm-hmm. The man knows how to win a football game. Yeah. Knows how to win trophies. They, I think, their odds have definitely changed when I wrote these down yesterday Absolutely. to what they are now. Yeah. I think they'll be third favourites behind City now, I think. I will. I think they are currently 12-1. to 1. So, so twelve to one when you wrote that. When down. I wrote that down, yeah. So we we'll have to see if we can get them up in the break or, or whatever. We'll see what the odds. We'll see what the odds were now for Man mm-hmm. But I think they'll definitely be single figures um, if Ronaldo signs, of course. Um, Atalanta finished third in Serie. They are giving the, the Italian big boys a bloody nose every season now. The second second year in a row they qualified for the Champions League. Finished. Mm-hmm. They were in Liverpool's group last year. They're very entertaining to watch, but they're like Leeds. They'll go and attack and attack and attack, but defensively they're a bit naive. Um, we scored five past them at their gaff. Again, empty stadiums. Um, and then young boys, um, Swiss champions who beat Ferenc Varos in the playoffs. They did get to the last 16 of the Europa League last year, hmm. um, where they got beat by Ajax. But you, again, you'd fancy definitely Man United to win that group. Yes. Maybe one of Villarreal or Atalanta to squeeze through. Um, Group G is probably the least romantic of them all, I would say. Let's probably put it politely. Lille, Sevilla, Salzburg and Wolfsburg. Don't think there'll be many tuned in Group G on a Thursday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night when you've probably got, you know, by Barcelona wrong. Bet the winner comes from this group. Yes. <laughs> Salzburg for the Champions League. You've seen you heard it heard it here first. Um Lille, of course, they were in pot one after winning Ligun. They've already lost 4-0 against Lise in the, Nice in the league. Um so it looks like they're not gonna be able to keep up the momentum from last year. They have they've got Renato Sanchez, who's had a bit of a renaissance apparently over in France, has got himself back into the Portugal side. Yeah. Good Euros. Very good Juros. Um, there was talk of him going Liverpool with him at one point um, this summer as well. I think in Barcelona or Real Madrid, one of the two were linked. Yeah, I think any time you talk about him in relation to the Premier League, they just show the footage of him passing to the advertising hall. Yeah, you? that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Swansea? Yes. Yeah. Not as, probably, the, unfortunately for Swansea fans, probably the highlight <laughs> of his Swansea career. Yeah, though. As during this period of renaissance, during the Euros, the Athletic wrote a really good article about what happened to him. Yeah. And how he just had this miserable time at Bayern Munich and obviously a miserable time at Swansea because yeah. 
it's Swansea. I used to live in Swansea for three years, so you get yourself down to. Oh, Jess is closed now. Uh, get yourself down to. I know, and you, and you. It's obviously not showing on you, right? Those are a hard few years. I know, I know. It's like downtown Basra on a Saturday night. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes. Um, love Swansea. I'm actually going back there in a couple of weeks' time, actually, for a bit of a bit of a break. But um, he's back, so he'll be key for them. Sevilla are going to win the Europa League, probably. <laughs> probably get knocked out of this and go win the Europa League like they do every year um, they've never managed though to transfer their form obviously from the Europa League into the Champions League they might lose their centre-half names lost 50 million euro centre-half not Canadis but there's Liverpool He's, he might be going to Chelsea now that Kurt Zuma's gone um, Kunde. Yeah. yeah Kunde. yeah Kunde or Kunde. but apologies that's completely wildly incorrect pronunciation from me I usually get it wrong knocked out by Dortmund last year do you think it's a case of maybe it's just a step up in yeah. class hence why just, yeah, it's just going to be the same thing they, they seem to be severe like the best of the rest they're the best of the rest in the league they finish fourth and they're the best of the rest in Europe because they just win the Europa League every year I think they hold now the record five times winners of the Europa League they're joined by Salzburg the Red Bull stable who Austrian champions Obviously, uh, loads of talent and the, the, the typical sta- typical stable. They'll be an interesting team to watch all the time because you're likely to see players playing for them who, in five years, are being talked about as hundred million pound players. Yeah, I mean, we played them two years ago. We struggled, so, um, but yeah, Group H: Chelsea, Juve, Zenit, and Malmo. So Juve, uh, she said fourth in. Syria, as we said. Do you think that the players coming back from the Euros, Locatelli, they've signed Locatelli from, from uh, Sasulu, they've got Chiesa back as well. Can they take their form from Euro 2020 into this new season? They play well, Italy. I don't... I don't know. They're obviously going to do well in that group. Yeah. But the question, I suppose the question really is, how far do you expect them to go? They are 16 to 1. That's probably reflective of the, the market at the minute. And all those odds now have changed, yeah. given yeah. the departure of Ronaldo. Yeah, they might even slip out. They're, they're basically backing to make the quarters if the draw goes their way uh, we need to give Zenit and Marmo a bit of airtime. Uh, they have made it they are Zenit are the Russian champions third consecutive title but they never really challenged in the Champions League although it has a fit again another difficult away day mm. um, and then you've got Marmo Swedish champions back for the first time since 15-16 they currently have already played 16 games in the league so they might be fit and firing ready to go for the new season so that would be interesting to see how they defend but again you'd expect Chelsea and Juve in that at a counter yeah, yeah at a counter that'd be, that'd be 15 points each um, maybe um, you, they also the, we'll quickly split through the players of the year as well so again UEFA for players year is more the Champions League performance so we're looking at goalkeeper was Eduard Mendy defender Ruben Diaz and then midfield strange one midfielder was N'Golo Kante striker was Erling Haaland but the overall best player was Jorginho hmm um, which strikes me is that if you can't be the best midfielder, how can he be the best player? Yeah, that's. But he beat Kante and Kevin De Bruyne. 
who apparently second and third. Uh, coach of the Year, Thomas Dishell. Generally, if you win the trophy, you probably are going to win Coach of the Year. Um, yeah, Jorginho surprised me there, um, beating Canates. Unless Canates. one of them is decided by fans and like player votes. So. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works, but the odds for the Champions League then after I've championed previews, PSG the favourites three to one, Man City just like behind at seven to two, so three and a half. Then you got then it goes out quite away. There's Bayern to sevens again. This is before the Ronaldo move. Bayern at sevens, Chelsea eights, Liverpool nines, Man United twelves, Real Madrid night fourteens, Juve sixteens, Barcelona twenty to one. So like I said, you'll never get that ever again. Barcelona to win Europe Cup at twenty to one, and then Athletic Madrid twenty five to one. Everyone else is 25-1 or higher. So, Europa League. We'll talk Tuesday nights. Now we've, uh, Thursday nights. Now we, talk, now we spoke Tuesday, Wednesdays. I'm very nervous now about that volume bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see you looking at it. Let's have a look. Does it... So it's still up there at the moment. Yeah, hopefully it? you can listen to us. I do apologise about the technical hitch we had earlier. Yeah, we are. We are still. Yeah, yeah, still I don't there. know what happened there. We'll have to iron out some gremlins on that one. Um... So we'll just speak about the English teams in, in the in in the Europa League, but we'll pop the groups up for you. So in Group C, so on that first page, if you are watching us on YouTube, um, Leicester are in a in a group with Napoli, Spartak Moscow, and Legia Warsaw. Um, Napoli fifth finished fifth in Syria A, and I've put them in the bracket. They shit the bed in the last game by drawing one all against Verona at home. They've still got those some decent players. Could be Ali still hanging around after not being bought to be in price that. I think he's on free transfer at the end of the season. Uh, Kalinski, the midfielder, decent player, and Insigne. So they're going to be dangerous. And I think they are joint favourites with Leicester to win it at 12 to 1. Leicester, they managed, again, another team who shit the bed in the league on the last day of the season to finish fifth. They've kept their main core squad players together and, and they haven't sold a Maguire or a Mares this year or a Madison or a Madison Tielemans hasn't gone no. yeah again yeah this could all change in the next three days or so we then get into Spartak Moscow finished second in Russia but they're currently ninth after six games they've got Victor Moses there um, ex Chelsea Liverpool Player, and a player called Till Gus, don't know if you ever heard him, Dutch centre midfielder who was very good on Chapman, wasn't you? Uh, Leslie Warsaw, Polish champions, currently 10th after three games. They've got uh, Arthur Boric, ex Bournemouth Southampton goalies there. Uh, and it, the they had the top Polish goal scorer, Peck Hart, scored, tw- this is what I like, 20, 22 goals, no assists. <laughs> oh, I love that, my strikers. Just don't bother with that. Why, why pass when you can shoot? Um, so I think. Again, some tricky away ties there in the suburbs of Europe, going out to Poland and going out to Russia and Napoli away. It's always going to be a bit of a, a hotbed. Tough, tough group. A tough group. Um, they probably should qualify. Their home form should probably get them through there. Um, group H has West Ham in it after their fairly good season last year. Um, very much surprising everyone for most of the season before they tailed off towards the end um, they were in pot three they are in with Dynamo Zagreb Genk and Rapid Vienna lovely a couple of away days at Belgium and Austria oh, mm. and Zagreb as well actually to be fair so Zagreb were the Croatian champions last year as we mentioned in the in the Champions League preview they got knocked out by Sharif in the qualifiers they're currently fourth but I do have Welshman Robbie Burton on the books of ex-Arsenal youth team player Apparently, he's on the books. Moved there last year. Genk finished fourth in Belgium. 
But they did have the top goal scorer last year, who has been linked with Arsenal, Onegeu, for 29 goals in the Belgian league. I mean, we can take that with a pinch of salt. So he'll be dangerous. Um, but West Ham, as we mentioned, they surprised a lot of people. Were you surprised by West Ham last season? I think everyone was surprised. I think West Ham was surprised by West Ham last season. <laughs> Do you think that maybe having an empty stadium may have been one of the... They might have benefited from that. Not As we currently sit here, West Ham are top of the league. And they're very true. They're also on TV as well. <laughs> Spookily on Sky Sports News as we're talking. Does it, should we put some respect on David Moyes' name? Absolutely. The guy, who's, whatever he's doing at West Ham is working. Maybe it's not the most attractive football, but this time last year you would have been worried that West Ham were going to get relegated survived only in the last couple of games I think it might have been the last game it went to the year before yeah, that the, there was the transfer debacle over Tarkovsky yep. they wouldn't stump the money up you had David Gold phoning TalkSport and saying we've got a thousand wingers yep we can't afford to Get anyone else. Down. Yeah, yeah. Then, I think, I think what really made the difference for them was that Jesse Lingard loan. Very true. Obviously, he's gone back to Man United. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that he's not pushing for a move now. I mean, now that Ronaldo's there as well. So yeah, even more some something's going to change. I think there's going to be a couple of players that are going to be looking at being loaned out because if if you're Mason Greenwood now. Yeah, what does he stand? What are you going to do? If you're Jesse Lingard, you're now behind Sancho, Ronaldo, Rashford. Yeah. Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. Probably even Martial. I forget Martial's there. <laughs> I think Martial forgets he's there sometimes as well. But I, if, I, if, I was, if I was Sullivan Gold, I'd be knocking down their door to get him back. He obviously fitted into what David Moyes was doing there. Um, yeah, and he, he seemed to be really enjoying his football. I think he should have been in the England squad. Yeah, you had him in your England squad, didn't you? I think, looking back, I mean, it went well for England, of course, but yeah, maybe he could have been there. Um, certainly certainly wasn't poo-pooed by a lot of people towards the end of the year. But he'll be a big miss for them. Um, I've been really impressed with Mikel Antonio, though, this at the end of the yeah. second half of last season he just became West Ham's leading Premier League goal scorer and he's played every position for them that I can remember right back right wing back yeah, yeah. centre forward he's dangerous he'll think, he'll think he'll have a good season yeah. and they'll, they'll play Bracket Vienna in that group as well who finished second in the Austrian Bundesliga obviously behind Salzburg by a huge 17 points um, but again that'd be a lovely away there if, you, if we can travel by them so the odds are that I mean the odds at the minute I wouldn't pay too much attention to them because you, you'll have teams dropping from the Champions League down yeah. into the Europa League and that obviously matters well. when Sevilla win it anyway <laughs> um, so you've got Napoli Leicester joint favourites 12-1 to Lazio West Ham second favourites joint 16-1 Leverkusen Leon and Sochdad all got 20-1 to to win it so the bookies don't really know who's going to win that one at the moment and then we're supposed to be able to talk about Europa League conference Thanks. I suppose we have to. You are the uh, Dharma. I'll keep an eye on the volumes. <laughs> Which specific group are we talking about? Any of them? But it'll be Group G that contain. Yeah, so we'll go. We'll go Group G, uh, which is Spurs. They've got Ren Vitesse on them and NS Mura, who I have to Google. 
Um, obviously, Zach had a disappointing season last year. Yeah, you can say that again. Um, Was it disappointing Mourinho got sacked? Well, yeah. Uh, but you have kept Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I know you're very laissez-faire about at the moment. If he stayed or not. Yeah. Um, Romero and Gill are in. Is he going to play the youths? I would bloody well hope so. Yeah. Because Spurs can't have another season where they aren't competing for top four football. Mm. I don't expect them to make it. Yeah. But at least compete. But they have to be competing for it and they haven't done that for now two seasons. Yeah. It's been over by October, hasn't it, for... Well, January, I suppose you, you did actually fought for Cliff in January yeah. uh, last season. Yeah, it was last season. Yeah, because Liverpool fell off for Cliff as well. Uh, or December, sorry. Um, you've got Wren, who finished sixth in League One. They've got Jeremy Doku, ex-Wonder Kid on FM from Anderlecht. Um, Vitesse Arnhem finished fourth in the area Divisie, but above finals. Um, they are, of course, Chelsea's feeder team. So Chelsea might want to do them a couple of favours by trying to knock Spurs out they might want to keep Spurs in the competition actually uh, they had Brozier there last season who now is at Southampton they actually looked really good against Man United the other day I was really impressed with him uh, and then Enes Mura guess the country Moldova Slovenia Slovenia um, they are the Slovenian champions they won it on goal difference over the more probably well known Maribor who mm. have been of Champions League ghosts of past um, yeah. they lost in the Europa League qualifier to Sturm Graz from Austria so um, they were in the Europa League but then been binned out um, into the conference the odds there are some well, I'll say fairly big teams Roma are in it they're 11-2 uh, Spurs second favourite 7-1 then it goes Ren 9-1 AZ Alkmaar 18-1 then Bale Feyenoord and Ghent 21 then everyone else after that um, fancy your chances? No, well, just, don't, well, just don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> You're not going to be setting your skybox to record Thursday night football. I would be expecting to see young and squad players playing in this competition. If don't get me wrong, I appreciate why he put out a strong team against Pacos. Yeah. Because there's got to be some benefit to looking to qualify. Yeah. Because you you can essentially use it as a, a youth development program. Yeah. But that's they were woeful in that first game. Yeah. And I think it really does bring home that if you're a Spurs fan outside of that first 11 you really don't have a lot of options and even those first 11 there are some question marks over the players it's going to be interesting when they Spurs whether they go I mean you have to, you have to try and get back in, the, in that top four yeah I mean I, I would want to see I think Devine's gone back out on loan yeah but I would expect to see Dane Scarlett playing up front every game and just giving the youth a chance yeah against men which I don't get I would say Oliver Skip but he's played every Premier League game well he'll be yeah he'll be in your he'll be in your um, it's this thing for the squad players Harry Winks will be playing every week Mm -hmm. Um, Palmer Falk on Twitch welcome back sorry it's been so long 
Uh, thank you for the comment as well. I will pop up on the screen. Hopefully it comes up. I don't think Greenwood is going to be outside Martial and Cavani going to be on the bench. I think Greenwood might be starting for Man United. It might be. Oh, you probably will this weekend. Yes. Next weekend. Because, because there, there's got to be a clear-packing order at United and that's going to be... Ronaldo is going to be the, your top dog. Yeah. be interesting if Bruno Fernandes takes that now. I would imagine they get on reasonably well. Well, yeah. Um, Who takes the pens? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, free kicks in that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, so you were going to have Ronaldo, then probably Rashford... Sancho. Sancho, given that he's a £70 million signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, he's certainly going to be. Then you're looking at Greenwood. Then oh, probably Cavani. And I'll put first put me out of the head. I didn't. I, we all doubted. Yeah, we, we all thought doubted. this was a panic buy. Yeah. He actually didn't turn he, up too badly, did he? Bad, he, got did he? he got it. No. Um, but that would be interesting. So f- thank you, Palmer, for your for your comment. We did try and get up on the screen, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll try and fix that for for next week. Um, but thank you for listening, guys. And that is this, that is our match uh, our Saturday show finished with four today. We actually did manage to keep it down to an hour as well, just about. Just about. Just the time management. We started a bit late, didn't we? Just so. started a bit late. Um, Thank you for listening to the podcast. There is going to be a massive bit in the middle with no sound, though, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to try and... <laughs> yeah, fix, remedy this. Remedy that. Yeah. I don't know why that went down. It's don't know. thing. Yeah. Anyway. It's still anyway. working at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, still working. I mean, we are we're still hopefully being heard. Um, but thank you for listening to, and watching the show. We are going to take a quick five-minute break for those who are watching us on YouTube, Twitch, or on Facebook, just to get things ready for the preview of the Man City Arsenal game the teams are out we will go through the teams very very shortly um, in our pre-match show but thank you for listening if you are listening to us on the podcast don't forget to subscribe on wherever you get your podcast on Spotify iTunes give us a five star review promise that it won't go mute halfway through next week yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you won't have heard all that because I'll Come use on, five star for effort five star for effort yeah we do put a lot we in since 8 o'clock been here for <laughs> been here three hours getting ready for this um, but honestly well, thank you for all your support anyway and said hang on if you are on YouTube Twitch or on Facebook we will be back for the pre-match now. so we'll do all the build up where we think today's game will be won will be lost against Man City and Arsenal we will see you very very shortly